Welcome to the Jaguar Podcast, a show where we discuss all things related to Duval County's finest NFL football team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Duval, baby! Forty Niners Ultimate Report. This is John Jay, your Forty Niners reporter, opinionist, analyst, and die-hard fan. Welcome to the episode of the Forty Niners Ultimate Report. This is the YouTube channel. My name is John Jay, and I am a Forty Niners content creator. But welcome to another episode of the All Access Thirty Two Podcast. Uh, today we have a great guest on to talk some NFL football, but. Before we jump into the show, I want to say thank you for those who are tuning in, watching. Uh, shout out to everyone, all the 49er fans and any NFL fans who are stumbling onto the show. I really appreciate this, but let's start the show. Hello, my name is John Jay. This is the 49ers Ultimate Report YouTube channel, and this is part of my Gridiron All Day Podcast Network. This is one of my podcast shows. It is the All Access 32 podcast where we feature many NFL teams, NFL franchises talking about their team. Uh, so let's bring in our guest. This guest needs no introduction. Uh, the 49ers and Jaguars played this season. I had him on my show talking 49ers and Jaguars football. Now he's on the show. What is up, Andrew, known as the Jags War? How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, John? I'm doing really, really great. And thank you again for hopping on, talking uh, Jaguars football today. And uh, uh, I think a lot of people who are watching, you know, they know uh, last year. You guys probably do not want to talk about last year, but you guys are looking forward for the future. Brighter days will come in in Jacksonville. So hopefully you, you feel the same way as most fans and hopefully your entire fan base that you guys will have brighter days in the future. So thanks for hopping on. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be here. Yeah. All right. So before we start the show, like we always do, uh, just like in 49ers Ultimate Report fashion, uh, we want to welcome in our guests by letting our guests know who they are, what they do. Uh, so let me uh, let the fans know who you are. Introduce yourself to the fans and talk about Jags War. Yeah, so um, my name's Andrew from the Jaguar Podcast, and I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars YouTuber slash podcaster, um, and I've been a Jaguar fan pretty much all my life. I was born in, um, or I, I was, I lived rather in um, Jacksonville, Florida, and I was a Navy brat, so that's kind of how I became a Jaguars fan, and then I've um, just been following them since, and on my podcast, I do, you know, latest news, um, player analysis, uh, game recap, and uh, pregame analysis. And I have some great player interviews that I do as well. We just had uh, tight end Dan Arnold on the show uh, last week and had Jamal Agnew. That was, a, that was a big one as well. So if you want to check out great content, subscribe to the Jaguar podcast on YouTube and pretty much wherever you find podcasts. All right. And thank you very much uh, for letting us know what you do. Again, I've had you on my show. This is the second time you're on my show. Uh, yeah, I watch your content as much as I can. Again, I'm very busy. I do my own stuff, but he, he knows his Jaguar stuff. Uh, not too many Jaguars, you know, content creators out there, but it's great to have a, a Jaguars content creator on, as always. Uh, let's always start off with the show by saying hello to those in the chat. And we're going we're gonna to start off with CG Ruthless Sports. CG Ruthless Sports, you know, a diehard 49er fan. Uh, he's a, also a huge fan of wrestling. If you've been watching this stuff, he's been talking wrestling. This guy does it all. I don't know how he does it every single day, posts multiple videos. Shout out to CG Ruthless. And then shout out to Payo Time. Uh, Payo Time, my boy. And I've been told by Payo Time that you've been on this show yeah. uh, talking, you know, Rams and Jaguars. So Payo Time's a good dude. So any friend of Payo is a friend of mine. So <laughs> shout up, out to Payo. Payo. <laughs> he says, great stream, host and guest top tier. Right there, Peo. Kind, you. kind words. CG says, what's up to his boy, Peo? Peo also and CG are good boys. And CG says, hey, Jags War. Jags War. It's hard, hard to say that off the top. Yeah, it's kind of a play on word. Words. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to, you know, mispronounce it. 
Crazy Jews is in the house. What's up? How are you doing? How are you doing? And feel free to, if you have any questions about the Jaguars, feel free to ask our guest. He will answer any questions if you have any questions for our guest. But let's start the show with this new news uh, segment that, that I started. Uh, it's called What's on Your Mind? And usually we always start off just jumping into the topics, but we all know that uh, everyone has things that they want to talk about. So this is your two minutes to talk about anything Jags, uh, Jaguars news, any rumors you've been hearing, any headlines that you, you want to spotlight, uh, what, what is going on in the Jaguars uh, news. So feel free to update us or anything you want to uh, let us know about the Jaguars. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's a few things. One comes to my head is, you know, how is Trevor Lawrence going to, How's his second year going to be? I mean, he has, a again, a new coach, uh, Doug Peterson, who is definitely an upgrade from what we had last season with Urban Meyer, who's probably the biggest NFL flop, you know, coaching flop in, in, in history. Um, so it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how Doug Peterson gets this or, or organization on uh, track, you know, his football team and um, – so that'll be very interesting to watch. Um, I, I think it'll still be a development year for Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's learning a new system again. Last year doesn't really count because I feel like uh, that the system was just not um, not very good. So uh, uh, he's got a new coaching staff. Um, so it'll be exciting to watch. Another thing I've been thinking about is James Robinson, our running back. And he's coming off of a, a torn Achilles so um, he's recovering uh, pretty well. There's been videos posted of him on, on on Instagram and Twitter of him, you know, running now. So that's very promising. And he's going to be a key component of this offense uh, because, you know, Trevor Lawrence going into pretty much his first year again, uh, Robinson's going to have to help take some of that pressure off of, of Trevor. You know, Trevor's not going to be the only he can't be the only weapon the Jags have they can't be depending on him to win games it's got to it's a team game so you know we got to run the football um if we want to stay competitive in these games yeah you know the thing that I I, I do again you know uh, I don't cover the Jaguars as well is that uh last year you know uh the Urban Meyer situation all those you know things whatever I'm not gonna even touch that but yeah, Trevor Lawrence, you know, uh, drafted number one, you know, uh, you guys, I think you guys lost your, your running back that you guys drafted. Uh, I think he was out for the season ETN. Yeah. So yep. uh, that has to be another question, you know, you know, how is he going to bounce back from an uh, injury year? It will be technically his rookie year because he did not play last year. So uh, uh, I, I did like Travis ETN, you know, uh, he, he was a good pick. I saw him on, I forgot what college he went to, but yeah, I Clemson. saw a lot of his games. I yeah. saw a lot, a lot of his games. So, uh, yeah, it's basically, like I said, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, bright future, a lot of young, great talent. We're going to talk about the young talent that you guys drafted. Of course, you had the first overall pick. We'll talk all about that stuff. Uh, Crazy Juice, I, th I think you really, uh, I think kind of answered this already. Uh, he says, do you think Trevor Lawrence is the answer at quarterback? Yeah, that's, I do. I mean, it's kind of hard to tell, but I think he did show a lot of, kind of uh, streaks of greatness there towards the end of the season, especially in that Colts game. He made a tremendous throw off of like a, a bad snap. You know, he was in the shotgun, the ball went over his head. He caught it, got out of, got out of dodge and threw it like an amazing touchdown pass. Um, he had a pretty good game against the dolphins in London. I was very, very impressed. So I think, I think um, he's going to, I think he could be the answer uh, in the long, you know, long run. We just have to see time will tell. All right, we got. Uh, I think we got another. Uh, what changes uh, Trent Balky? <laughs> what changed Trent Balky? He went aggressive this off season, uh, which is rare. So did he? Did he go like aggressive in the off season? Did, did he jump in? You know, get a lot of top free agents. So uh, what did Trent Balky do different that he uh, that he did not do last year? Yeah, you know, you have to wonder whether Doug Peterson was really kind of driving a lot of things behind the scenes because, you know, Trent Baalke really didn't do anything last season or, you know, last off season. We didn't really pick up a lot of 
you know, amazing players outside of, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. and um, Jamal Agnew, to, to name a few. Um, but, you know, I think Doug Peterson was really probably driving the majority of that. Um, and we did have, we had, some, I think we had like either the, the largest salary cap this offseason um, or second largest. So, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I, I think Doug Peterson probably drove most of that. Um, Trent Bulky, I know he, I know 49er fans are not huge, <laughs> huge uh, advocates of Tre- Trent Bulky or fans of him. Um, and I would, I'd say I'd, would be in the same in the same group as well, just because of uh, I I don't know, man. I think he's going to be a problem for the Jaguars down the road. Yeah, speaking of Trent Baalke, you know, uh, I will say this: uh, he was one of the reasons why the Harbaugh, you know, that that team, the the coaching staff were ripped apart. You know, it was just a very toxic situation. There was a lot of underlining things that happened after the 2014 season, but when it comes to Trent Baalke, like he's, he's a good mouthpiece. And personally, like um, what I do know about your, your, your owner, uh, I, I have a lot of respect for your owner. He, he, he's a really good dude. He's got the money, you know, but I do think he needs to like bring in the right, you know, uh, people, you know, the right general managers. Cause again, compared to our owner and, you know, again, I, I don't want to talk about it compared to our owner. I would rather have your owner running my Niners because he will be, you know, willing to do things that our owner, you know, can. And he had Trent Baalke there from 2007 to I think like 2016, so about a decade. And during that time, you know, it was a dumpster fire. It was a dumpster fire. And so hopefully, you know, you know, he's changed and learned from the experience. But uh, don't really want to talk about Baalke. Yeah. Crazy Jews, which rookie are excited to see start for your team? Yeah, I think for me, it, to, the two rookies that I that I have my eyes on are um, Trayvon Walker at um, outside linebacker slash edge, and then um, Devin Lloyd, who we drafted as a linebacker in the first round. I think he was like the twenty seventh pick, uh, probably one of the best, if not the best, linebacker in in this draft, and we really needed help in a linebacking course. So he, those are two um, players I'm really, you know, having my eyes on and especially Trayvon Walker back to him. I mean, we need help on the outside pass rush. So I think if he could take some of the the heat off of Josh Allen, maybe take a double team, but you know, get, get some pressure upfield. That's going to be essential for us, you know, being competitive in our division. All right. Uh, keep, keep asking your questions or your thoughts, but let's move on to the Jaguars, the Jaguars offseason, basically going for free agent, the draft, all the stuff. And we're going to start off with the free uh, free agency. Uh, uh, first of all, uh, what did the Jaguars do this uh, free agency? Did they bring any uh, players? Uh, I know uh, you guys got Doug Peterson. Uh, so let's, just, let's start off with that. Let's talk about Doug Peterson. Why did they bring him in there? You know, what did he do in the interviews or what did – the organizations see that maybe Doug Peterson can turn the Jaguars around. Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Uh, you know, I think Doug Peterson just won his resume, right? Amazing resume, Super Bowl winning coach with the Philadelphia Eagles almost went to the Super Bowl again the following year. Um, just experience, man. He's a quarterback too. Or he was a quarterback, you know, uh, in the NFL played for some, some really good teams. I think he played for green Bay, a um, couple others, but uh, he brings in that experience. He's a good culture guy. Um, so, I mean, yeah, he, and, and this, this football team needs stability right now. I mean, there's just been too much drama with the urban Meyer, you know, fiasco and we need stability in that locker room. And I think he's going to be the guy to bring it. And I think he's going to bring a lot of experience uh, and, and help Trevor Lawrence at the, at the quarterback spot, you know, him being a quarterback as well. Um, I think he was a uh, quarterback's coach and a coordinator before he was a head coach. So I think that's going to be super helpful for Trevor Lawrence's development and will really help this team get back on track. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Doug Peterson, you know, was the head coach where the Philadelphia Eagles won uh, a Super Bowl. Uh, But then after, you know, they they lost a Super Bowl, they they were not the the same team. Uh, Carson Wentz, you know, 
dealt with the injuries, you know, and even still when he was uh, in the Indianapolis, he still had to deal with, you know, uh, with injuries. So that that's something that um, probably was one of the reasons why, you know, he was let go in Philadelphia, but he, he's not a bad coach. Like I was having an argument uh, with a fan who does not like, you know, Doug Peterson, but Doug Peterson is not as bad. He has shown, you know, his, his resume, what he's able to do. And, you know, giving a Super Bowl to Philadelphia, again, it's not easy to win a Super Bowl uh, constantly. Not everyone is lucky to be like the Patriots, the Steelers, the Cowboys, the 49ers, teams that have a lot of Super Bowls. Uh, so it, it's hard to build a culture and for, for him. And I, I do hope he, he does well. Uh, again, the division that you, uh, you are in right now, uh, just my opinion, I, I don't know what's going to happen with the Titans. I, I don't know how well Henry is going to return. That's their offense. So if he's not good, I don't know what's going to happen with the Tennessee Titans. The Colts look like the best team overall right now on paper. The Texans, I don't know what's going on in that situation. That, that's dumpster fire. So yeah. the Jaguars could be a surprise team in that division. Like 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 I said, there's there's always that dark horse team that it, it's predicted to be at the bottom of the division, but over exceed. So uh, you know, with Doug Peterson bringing him in, you know, I think that's someone who's going to try to uh, fix the culture. You know, you got to wait a couple of years before you become a real real top contender. And then when it comes to free agency, were there any big splashes that you guys made, or did you just guys just add you know like small depth pieces for your team? What did you do in free agency? Yeah, we we had a pretty big free agency. I mean, uh, Christian Kirk, we picked him up from um, Arizona in free agency. I mean, he got one of the the largest uh, contracts, I believe, in um, as a wide receiver. So, and we kind of blew up the wide receiver free agency market. So, um, you're welcome, right? Um, but anyways, I, I think he runs some great routes. You know, he's he's got a lot of speed. Um, and he's got he's got a lot to prove, I think, for this upcoming uh, season. So I he'll be somebody to watch out for. But I think he's going to help this wide receiving core. Um, we also picked up uh, Foyer Aluakon um, from the Atlanta Falcons at, at linebacker. So um, that was a big big pickup. I mean, uh, I think he's going to be a great player. He led the team and led the league in tackles last year uh, with the Falcons. So. Um, that'll be great, you know, and, and we need help in the linebacking core. We're going to have Devin Lloyd there probably getting, I imagine he'll be starting, you know, as a rookie, probably weak side linebacker and, and Aluakon will be the, the mic, but, um, brings a lot of experience and, and we need it. This defense needs a lot of help and, um, it'll definitely be, be interesting to watch, but, um, those are the two big ones I can think of, um, Another one I could think of was Arden Key, who we actually got in free agency, former 49ers. So I'm sure you're familiar with him, but he's going to bring, I think, a lot of leadership to this defensive line, um, a good pass rusher, and that we need help on the on the outside with uh, the pass rush. So I think he'll be a, a rotational player. But I, I when I when I watched his his film, I was really you know excited uh, and and impressed with what I saw. You know. Just at this moment, uh, when you uh, talked about Arden Key, uh, I'm, I'm going to say something. I, I I am not happy. You guys got him. And one of the things last year is that near the end of the year, and starting after that Cardinals that blowout, Arden Key started to show up. He started to to, to, to step up as, as that player that he was drafted when he was with uh, the Raiders. Horrible dumpster fire situation. He comes to San Francisco to play. He was happy just to get out of that dumpster fire. And he he basically called out, you know, what was going to happen. And he, he basically was mocking the Raiders. And he had a really good second half of the year playoff. Arden Key, we did not use him as an every down, you know, player. And he was basically Nick Bosa's backup. And eventually they, they moved him to the other side near the end of the year. And he had six sacks uh, to finish off the, the remainder of the season in the playoffs. Arden Key is legit. And I don't know the defensive style that, 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 that you guys run. But if you guys basically utilize him well, Arden Key could be a really good cornerstone at that edge. I'm not saying he's going to be like Nick Bosa or all the best pass rushers, but as a guy to have, you guys got a really, really uh, good player. I don't know what was uh, the amount of money you guys paid him, but, oh, man, I am not 
happy. So yeah, you know, th that's a good plus for you. And that's coming from a 49er fan who a lot of people say, don't worry, John, don't worry. Arden Key's going to be a bust over. Said, yeah, right. Yeah, right. No, I don't want to hear it. So <laughs> I think it's a I'm great, still... it's a great point you make, man. Like, cause I didn't even think about really like the scheme is a great call out because you know, our defensive coordinator, Mike Caldwell, he's been known to run kind of a mixture of four, three and three, four. And I think bringing in Arden Key, I think matches that kind of, you know, style perfectly because, uh, and I think it's a reason why we drafted Trayvon Walker, which was, um, you know, edge rusher out of, out of Georgia. And a lot of people were kind of scratching their heads about that. Um, and I think the reason is, is because of the mixture of, uh, of schemes that they want to run. They want to run three, four, they want to run four, three and run a lot of different packages where they're bringing in more linebackers, you know, stacking the box. So I think, I think it could be really exciting. And I think he's a player, kind of a sleeper player, um, could be like a sleeper player that really shines. All right. So we have a, uh, we have a comment from CG. He says, according to Lauren, apparently she also talks about uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. She told him, so he told CG, Travis ETM can be like your Debo Samuel. Agree or disagree? What are your thoughts on that? I would say I agree. I agree with that to a certain extent. Um, I mean, I think, is he going to be as powerful as a runner as Debo Samuel? I mean, I don't know about that, but I would agree that he would be used as a, as a receiving back, right? Like he's going to catch passes out in the flats. He's going to line up in the slot. Um, I don't think he's going to be like the cowbell running back. Uh, I think that's going to be either Snoop Connor if um, um, James Robinson doesn't, you know, return for the first game or first couple games. But the cowbell three down back will likely be James Robinson if he's healthy and ready to go. Um, but I think – I, the the player I see more like a Debo Samuel type of role would be LaVisca Chenault, who CJ uh, CG called out in the comments there. Um, you know, he he's a guy who can run the ball like kind of like Debo Samuel, um, and and is just a, a bruiser. I mean, he's just the yards after catch for him. Yeah, I mean, he he's he just runs people over. So I I would see LaVisca being more as uh, taking the role as like a Debo Samuel type of of player as opposed to Travis Etienne, who's more of like he's just going to be a guy that you can, you know, an, an extra receiver almost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is how I see it. Debo Samuel is not a running back last year. A lot the, the misconception that the NFL uh, does not understand. All our running backs from week one to week eight, our top three running backs were hurt. Yeah. So after we lost that very bad style, against the Arizona Cardinals. And Cardinals fans continue to to rub it in my face. Anyway, there, there, there are little brothers that we have to deal with every <laughs> single year. The point is, is that D-Ball is going to become a, a running back. I mean, he's going to be a wide receiver again. Not a running back, no more wide receiver. We drafted Danny Gray, a wide receiver that, that we got from SMU, who can, be, who can do the D-Ball Samuel thing. We, we got Ray Ray McLeod, who's a, a, a return specialist, but could be also used at that run game. And, of course, the running back that we drafted from LSU does the same thing that Debo does, but it's more of a running back. So you have that system. So we are going to basically uh, do better when it comes to the depth of our running backs. But at the end of the day, uh, Travis ETM, again, like, like, like I agree, he's not a bell cow. He's not a bell cow. He he, he can catch some passes. You know, he, he'll be like a – the best way for me to describe him as a 49 is Raheem Mostert can run the football like uh, 10 to 15 times and can get like three to four catches per game, nine, about 19 touches, less than 20 touches per game. And he, he won't be a bell count, but that's probably the best thing. And because when he was in, as you mentioned, Clemson, the speed that he had reminds me of that. That's the best way to describe him if I had to uh, use a player that was on the 49ers. Yeah, and he All also right, he also played with Trevor Lawrence too. I mean, yeah. people forget that. So I mean, they have. I think he's they're they're going to work really well together. Yeah. All right. Crazy Juice was making a, a little wrestling reference about Trent Bulky. <laughs> All right. Uh, CG says Kimuku Kimuku Toure. It's a hard name to pronounce. Can break out under Kasuri. He's under the radar. We signed from the Colts. Uh, 
hopefully uh, that is true. Uh, he, he was injured a lot in uh, Indianapolis, uh, CG. Uh, go, go look at his stuff. He, he was unable to play in a lot of games. Last year he played pretty well, and he had a, a good career here, but I worry about his health. Travis Etienne supposed uh, uh, supposed to line up around uh, up around. Okay, uh, my boy David, 49er fan. He says Niners all damn day. Shout out to my boy David. And Crazy Juice says, well, at this point, Arden Key needs to succeed in Jacksonville because if he doesn't, he's going to be compared to Kerry Hyder Jr. When Hyder was in the Sea Roost. <laughs> oh, man. Nah, nah, you guys ain't going to let him go. I'm sorry to any anyone who says that Arden Key's going to, you know, fake injury and it's going to play horrible to come back to the 49ers. There's been a lot of that on Twitter. But anyway, all right. I, although I think Arden Key is going to be just fine with the Jags. And then CG says, just had to put that there because uh, Travis ETM seems intriguing all right let's keep moving on with the show and now let's talk about the nfl draft you guys for the second straight year i think in a row you guys had the number one pick yeah uh last year you got trevor lawrence you drafted uh trayvon walker so let's talk about this uh the first pick in the draft was it the right selection because everyone was talking about the michigan the michigan uh edge rusher uh, what stood out uh, uh, Trayvon Walker to go with him versus other selections at number one? Yeah, I think he's he's a really versatile player. Um, his stat line isn't like, you know, out of this world. And I think that's because of the defense and that he was in. And I mean, they had so many great players, uh, you know, Jordan Davis, um, what, uh, Nicobe Dean. I mean, they had just a lot of great players around him so i think you know people kind of sleep on on trayvon walker but i mean i think he's going to really work well in that scheme that uh mike caldwell the defensive coordinator for the jaguars is 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 setting up and building um you know he can drop back in coverage he ran a four five one forty i mean that's really fast i think he was like in the 98th percentile for speed uh for draft uh, draft prospects in the 2022 draft so um I think he's fast. I think he plays in a, a better conference than and Aiden Hutchison did. And Hutchison just got shut out in that um, uh, that Georgia. I think they played, what, Georgia game. I mean, he, he was just nowhere to be found on the field. And I think he just wasn't playing against the level or the caliber of talent that uh, Trayvon Walker was. So um, I think Walker is going to be better. I mean – Hutchison could still be good. I mean, he's got a lot of drive. I mean, he he's a great pursuit guy. He's going to run over offensive linemen, and he's got a great bull rush. But um, I don't see him as like a, a, a super, you know, um, I don't think he's like a great technique guy. I think he's just more of a bruiser and, and a power rusher. Mm -hmm. All right. So, CG, I hope, hopefully uh, you, he answered the question for you, why they went with Walker. Yeah. In, in the NFL draft board, he was not considered, you know, like in the top five. He was still a good prospect. So a lot of people were, were wondering why they picked him up. And again, a lot of people forget that when there is a scheme, and usually the, the old traditional NFL was you pick the best player, you develop them in your system. Now it's the other way around. You pick the player that fits your system. That's why a lot of people forget. Why some people are, oh, why is this player dropping? Why is this player dropping? Maybe Walker fits the Jaguars' defensive system way better than Hutchinson, no matter how better or, you know, the best prospect in the country. And uh, I, I saw some of Walker's film, some of his tape. Uh, good player, good player. Is he, you know, better than Hutchinson? Only time will tell. But uh, that is my thoughts about that. All right, we have a Bears fan again, a Bears fan in the building. Uh, for those who do not know, and for you who don't know, uh, the, the Niners are playing the Bears, and he's having fun with me. San Francisco worse than everyone. So I want to acknowledge this dude to let him know I have no ill will. I know some uh, fans do not take kindly to his words, but remember, he's a Bears fan. He's not supposed to like our team, so. I uh, wanted to just give him a little bit of a shout out to, to show no ill will. 
All right, CG says five and a half sacks last year. Not bad for a, a rotational. Well, get enough depth to keep him healthy. All right, yeah, we, all right, we talked about that. Uh, Crazy Juice must be a uh, a Bulldogs fan. All right, Walker seems like a product of a great defense in Georgia. That's my thoughts. And he says, can be good. All right. So let's now talk about the rest of the draft from your second round selection, all your selections. And I wanted to know how did they do uh, in the 2022 NFL draft? Did they hit it out the ballpark A plus? Uh, did they not do so well? Uh, did they have an average draft, a C grade? What uh, grade would you give the drafts? And what players did you like that uh, the Jaguars drafted? Yeah, I would give them an A minus. I thought they did really well, and it was surprising because um, we just—I don't think we really had a good draft in 2021. There were some head scratchers in there, um, but this one I thought was really well. It was pretty defensive, you know, focused. I think we had five defensive players that we drafted and two offensive players, uh, including you know an offensive lineman and a running back. So I—I I thought it was great. We we really shored up the the defense with. You know Trayvon Walker at uh, at edge, uh, Devin Lloyd, who's going to be I think a, a great player. Chad Muma I think is going to be another um, great player. Uh, plays with a lot of heart. You know sideline to sideline linebacker, and then we invested in the offensive line. Um, we got um, Luke Fortner out of Kentucky, and uh, and Snoop Connor at running back. So I think he adds a lot of depth to the to the running back um, room. And I, it, and will help if if James Robinson is delayed in his return. So I I think we hit all our marks. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, one name that that I heard you talk about was Luke uh, Forkner, uh from I think Kentucky, mm -hmm. and I I I did a draft video on my channel about a few months ago. Uh, as you know, the combine was happening, doing some draft profiles, and Luke Fork, Fork eh, that's a tough thing to pronounce. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, I, I really liked them. I really liked them. And one thing that I do not like about my 49ers, they, they, they never draft the players we really want. And they really surprised us when we drafted Drake Jackson from UCLA. Uh, no, from USC, USC, my bad. Both those LA schools <laughs> get me tongue tied, but from USC, he he was a first round prospect that fell just before the third round, and he fell in our you know lap. Uh, at the time, I was not a big fan of him, but yeah, Luke Folk, uh, Faulkner. Uh, ah, Fort, I Fortner. It's yeah. Fortner. Yeah. <laughs> Fort, Fort, I'm, I'm gonna say Fort and then Nert. Fortner. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Perfect. I really liked them. I really liked them. Uh, I saw his tape. He's a, he's a really good prospect, developmental prospect, but can uh, develop into a starter around year two, possibly year three. Could be, you know, a player that, again, I have a different, you know, draft board. I don't do, you know, how the PFF does it and all the other draft experts do it. I do it very differently. And, again, I, I get this from someone who uh, covers, you know, NFL. You have the the – one to 32 board, you know, the, the that board. Then you have the horizontal board and the vertical board, and every team has that. So when they look at, you know, uh, the draft, they were like, hey, his film is good. He's still on the board. He's going to be a really, really good player. Uh, I think he was a second-round prospect. I don't know where you guys drafted him, but he was a second-round prospect. So uh, I really, really like that uh, player. So just for you drafting him, I'm going to give you a, a great – uh, and, and your offseason looking good. Like you took Arden Key, a player I really wanted my Niners to keep, and you and you drafted the player that I really wanted. So Okay. Ah so a lot of players that I really wanted goes to all these other teams. <laughs> yeah, Fortner I think will be good, you know, good football IQ and he's versatile. He can play guard, he can play center. And um, you know, we lost one of our, our veterans to, re to retirement, Brandon Lindner. He played center, so um He'll, you know, I, I see Fortner backing up Tyler Shatley or maybe competing for that guard, that guard spot. Yeah. Okay. And then just a little bit of some of your other draft picks uh, that you, uh, you talked about uh, at the 65th pick, he was a second round grade, as I mentioned from Kentucky. And then 
you guys uh, did, did, did mostly a lot of trades. So, uh, but you know, you 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 got your your French your franchise player uh, Trayvon Walker, and one player that I really like is Luke Forkner and all the great stuff in the off season. So, I, I I'm gonna start to agree that you, you guys did pretty pretty well uh, in the draft. All right, let me say hello to my boy Bryant. Bryant is in the house. What is up, man? He said, what's up, Crazy Juice, CG, and John J? What is up, my boy, Bryant? Crazy Juice says, what's up? CG says, what's up? And CG says, Yanni Kigakwe. Return to the AFC South. What are your thoughts on him? Why Jaguars move on from him? Yeah, yeah, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think I've always been a big fan of him. I didn't really kind of agree with his exit, you know, his kind of feud with um, Tony Khan, who's who's Shad Khan's son, who's I think the EVP of football operations for the Jaguars. They kind of had a little thing going on Twitter about trading. You know, Yannick, Yannick wanted out of there. He finally got traded to the Vikings, but. I liked him. I mean, I thought he was a great pass rusher. Um, not as good against the run, but, I mean, he, he always made plays. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why I don't know why we couldn't get a deal done with him, um, but it just didn't happen. Some of that you could maybe attribute to Tom Coughlin, who um, later departed the organization. But uh, I think he's going to be somebody to watch out for. I mean, it, when we play the Colts, he's going he's gonna to have a lot of – he want that's going to be a revenge game those two games for him like he wants he wants blood man he wants to <laughs> he wants to he wants to have a big game against the jaguars so i think he's going to be somebody that we may have to double double uh you know double down on in terms of like pa um, pass protection and it's it, it's going to be tough for us all right now we're going to talk about the schedule release so 2 weeks after the draft uh every nfl team I did a show on my team about the schedule. I don't know if you did a little show about uh, your your schedule. So the first thing I want to ask you before we go to the question is that um, uh, the first question I want to ask you, and I just lost the question I was going to ask. You. <laughs> oh, here we go. When you look at this schedule, here you go. I, I, my brain today is not perfect. It happens. Little laps. Just uh, uh, letting everyone know it happens. You know, you, you forget stuff, but no worries. But back to the question that just popped back in my head. Is this a, a a tough schedule? Is this an easy schedule or is this just an average schedule? When you look at the same strength of schedule, are there are there some winnable games or do you think that the strength of schedules is just basically the the average, you know, record of the opponents last year? So what are your thoughts on the state strength of schedule? And do you guys think that your schedule is tough or easy? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's a really tough schedule, man. I mean, we got some really great teams that we have to play you know especially in division with tennessee who's going to be i think the best in our division the colts aren't going to be a team that we can sleep on either um so i mean i think it, it really gets harder the schedule probably the second half of the schedule is pretty brutal uh we open up against washington i think we can win we can beat the commanders um i think detroit could be a winnable game um Houston, I think, will probably be the worst in the AFC South. So I think, you know, that'll be a probably two wins on our schedule. Um, the other ones are up in the air, man. It's, it's you know, it, there's just some really tough teams in this schedule. And, um, I mean, Dallas, I think, is a, NF, a team that we have to play that's out of division and NFC team. And, I mean, I don't think that's going to be an easy game by any means. I think we play the Eagles as well which will be a revenge game. I know for a lot of, of Philly fans. So I think it's going to be, it's going to be a tough schedule. I could see maybe if we surprise some teams, maybe we, we sneak away with maybe six, seven wins. But I think, I think, you know, it's going to be a rebuild. Hey, John, I can't hear you. you may be muted. Yeah. Stream yard. All right. So, Back to the comments. Uh, CG says, great stream. Back to work. Keep up the good work, John Jay. Jags War, I will get uh, get you on uh, soon. So it looks like he's sending you an invitation if you would like to go on his channel. Definitely. Thanks, CG. All right. All right. Then we got uh, Bryant. He says, catch you next time. So another person that has to leave. 
Crazy Jew says, thoughts on facing Matt Ryan twice this year? Yeah, I mean, he's a good quarterback, great veteran quarterback, played pretty well over in Atlanta, I think, you know, went to the Super Bowl, obviously. <laughs> that's a that's a game that, you we you know, people, probably Falcons fans get a little salty about. But I think in terms of mobility, he's not very mobile quarterback. So I think for those games, that you know, those two games – we have to get pressure on him. And I think when you get pressure in his face, he he, he kind of crumbles. I think he's kind of like Jared Goff. Like people were really high on Jared Goff for a while when he was playing with the Rams. But if you can get pressure on him, you, you can you can eliminate him. He's a non-factor. So I think um, you'll see the Colts go to their running game a lot with Matt Ryan, with Jonathan Taylor, who's an amazing running back. But I think if we can shut down the run and get you know uh, pressure on Matt Ryan – you know, we, we could potentially win those two games. All right. Speaking of Jared Goff, a former Rams quarterback, we have a Rams YouTuber. His name is the Romilia Sports Report. He is a good dude. Uh, I, I I would suggest you uh, reach it out to me. He's a great guy. Uh, he says, props, John Jay. Great guest. Uh, here's a question for your guest. Who is a better quarterback? Here we go again. Trey Lance or or his new quarterback. So he's probably asking who's a better quarterback, Trey Lance or Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, I'm a Jaguars fan, so I'm probably gonna gonna side with with Trevor Lawrence. But I, I don't know, man. That it, I don't know if there's enough. I don't know if there's enough film out on both quarterbacks yet. I mean, you know, I think with him last year, do you really count last year? That's a tough one. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Tre- Trevor Lawrence just because I'm a Jaguars fan. But that's a I mean, I think it's a great question. Um, what are your thoughts, John? Like for me, uh, I said this during the draft process: the pro ready guy, the guy who's you know, this guy rarely lost during his high school days and college days. He was really good. He was the best athlete on the field uh, during you know his high school. And college day when he was a freshman, people were talking about where is he going to be drafted because he was that good. Now, yes, unfortunately, number one picks always go to the teams that had you know a poor season, and it's not his fault. I think if the team puts around the right pieces, Trevor Lawrence can succeed. I do think that with the skill sets that he has, I do respect Trevor Lawrence. Now, again, uh. You know, you guys are still rebuilding. You're, you're putting the team around them. I'm not expecting Trevor Lawrence to be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers next season. If there is growth, you'll see the growth. When it comes to Trey Lance, you know, the, the biggest issue that everyone, ha- I think, can really agree upon is the lack of playing in college. In his freshman season, didn't play. His sophomore season played 17 games, and then he played that one little exhibition game in 2020 so 18 starts in three college seasons and then he comes to the 49ers plays 10 quarters so Trey Lance the knock on him is that he's not playing football so we want to see if Trey Lance can be on the field and see if he can succeed I think uh this will be a good year to find out because I do think Trey Lance and Trevor Lawrence two best quarterbacks from the draft class and that's just my thoughts about it. I know a lot of people are like, what about Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, and Mac Jones? People know how I feel about Mac Jones. I'm not going to touch that. Zach Wilson is in a very bad situation right now. I feel va- bad for that kid. And Justin Fields, because we have this goofy bear fan in here, he's going to be the one that's going to be in the worst situation. So come at me again and say San Francisco worse than everybody. So that's going <laughs> to little thing for him. Tommy says, Trevor Lawrence is a good, but the Jags are a dumpster fire. Do you agree with Tommy Huxley? I think the organization is is still recovering right now. I mean, you know, that's why they brought in Doug Peterson. Um, we'll see how the season goes. I mean, the big, I think for me, the, the, the big telltale will be the second year, Doug Peterson's second year. How does that go? Like, how do the Jaguars perform? How do they draft? How are the decisions being made? Is Trent Baalke going to be a problem for Doug Peterson. I think he will be. I think uh, Trent Baalke is going to kind of have that 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 fight for power. Yeah. All right. So what's, first of all, what's up, Tommy? Thanks for hopping on. 
This guy loves to be a goofball. <laughs> All right. Bryant. Bryant. Oh, he's back. He said he had to, but now he's back. He says Trevor Lawrence is going to be really good. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Now let's talk to the second part of the question. You know, I wanted to know in the 17 games that you guys have, I know you're playing the Titans, the Colts, and the Texans, you know, twice. So your divisional, which divisional game, like for the 49ers, we have to deal with the Seahawks, you know, that that's been our rival, but we've always had a rivalry with the Rams. What, what is a divisional team, you know, those two games that you really have to watch and a non-divisional game that are, is the most intriguing when you look at the 17 game schedule? Yeah, for us, I think the hardest divisional matchup would be the Titans. Um, great football team. I mean, I, if if Derrick Henry gets going, it could be a, a long and, and bad day for the Jaguars. But, um, yeah, I, I would say the Titans. Um the Colts will be kind of runner-up, I think. That they think they have a pretty good football team. Yannick Ngakwe, who's an ex-Jaguar. Um, Jonathan Taylor, great running back, who um, can pound the football and do some amazing things. And then Matt Ryan, who's a pretty good quarterback. All right. So, uh, yeah, so th- that is the divisional game. What is a non-divisional game that, like, you really want to see that you're, like, I know uh, besides your divisional games, you have 11 uh, non-divisional. Which is a non-divisional game that, oh, I have to watch this team. I know it doesn't mean or uh, there's some significance that they have with the Jaguars. What is a non-divisional matchup that you uh, really want to watch? Yeah, I I would say it wouldn't just be one, but I would say that that there's two. The Eagles, that would be one just because of Doug Peterson's past with with the Eagles and winning a Super Bowl with them. I think a lot of people will be watching that game. Um and I think that the Cowboys, that'll be an interesting one. Um specifically because I want to go to that game in Jacksonville and it's around December, so it's not too hot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Tommy Huxley says, he says, "John, John, I'm speaking facts, not being goofy." Okay. So he does believe. So all right, Tommy says that your organization is a dumpster fire. So that is his opinion. I, hey, if that's what Tommy believes, uh, I know you're a Jacksonville. Do you agree your team is a dumpster fire? Uh, I mean, I think it, 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 it was, and I think it's getting better. I mean, I think Doug Peterson hopefully helps fix the culture. But, I mean, you can't deny the Urban Meyer dumpster fire, right? I mean, not getting on the plane. I mean, I could go into – I could do – if you let me go, you know, off on, on Urban Meyer and talk for a while, I could I could do an hour on Urban Meyer at least. <laughs> All right. So we won't go there because you, know, <laughs> you probably have a lot to say. But now we are now going to a fun segment. This is now our fifth time we're doing this. It's called Rapid Fire. So let's bring in right here the ticker called Rapid Fire AFC South Edition. So – For those who have missed Rapid Fire, welcome to Rapid Fire. And if you guys want to play along, you guys can. So let me explain the rules to our guests, and then I will also explain the rules to those in the chat. So for those who've been watching Rapid Fire, we've had an NFC West segment where I had to talk smack about my team, but also talk about the good things about our team. But then I had a fun time going after the Cardinals the Seahawks and the Rams. So if you want to jump right in and uh, have your voice heard, if you want to give any of the teams credit, or if you want to say anything, something about the team, this is your time. This is called rapid fire. So let me explain the rules. You're going to talk about your Jaguars team. You're going to have one minute to talk about the great things, their history, you know, the off season, things that you just want to spotlight and let fans know why you support the team. And then we're going to go and talk about the downside of being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. So welcome to rapid fire. Do you want to play? Yeah. All right, let's do this rapid fire part five AFC South edition. Let's start off with the Jacksonville Jaguars. You have 60 seconds to to name positives about the organization positives about the current team right now. Let's go rapid fire. Talk about great things about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, the Jags, uh, fun team to watch. 
uh, was an expansion team in 95 when I essentially started becoming a fan. We have a Hall of Famer, Tony Baselli, left tackle uh, for the Jaguars. And we have some other great players as well, like Fred Taylor, who's probably going to be in the Hall of Fame, hopefully. Uh, Jimmy Smith, Keenan McCardell, two great wide receivers. We surprised a lot of teams our second year um, as an as an expansion team in the NFL. Um, we beat the Buffalo Bills. We beat the... Um, Denver Broncos and surprised a lot of people. And, and we've, we've done that, you know, years down the line with, um, you know, David Garrard. Uh, we had some great other great players like Maurice Jones drew. Um, yeah, just a fun team to watch, uh, in Florida, great weather. And, um, you know, we almost went to the Super Bowl again in, uh, 2018. And, uh, I think we're going to surprise a lot of people. All right. Now comes the tough, tough thing. You have to be a little, a little bit hard on your team. There must have been a lot of things that they have disappointed you. So now second part of rapid fire, Jacksonville Jaguars. What are cons and things that you do not want to talk about? But we're doing rapid fire. The cons of being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. The cons. Um, well, it, one would be the losing seasons. It's been tough to as a Jags fan to, to just – uh, be frustrated and, and not, you know, having the success. Uh, s- some other things, you know, the drama just with Urban Meyer and some of the locker room stuff going on uh, with the Jaguars. Um, players kind of rotating in and out, like good players like Leonard Fournette, not, you know, not getting an extension and being released. Um, losing Jalen Ramsey, Yannick Ngakwe. Um, those were some of the real frustra- frustrating things. Calais Campbell's another one. Just guys that uh, that I really enjoyed and, and have a lot of fans. I think the Jaguars fans love. So it's tough doing that. And all the jerseys I have to buy, man, they just keep changing. It's tough to be a Jags fan. <laughs> all right. So that is rapid fire. Now it's your favorite. You get to now talk about your divisional rivals. But unfortunately, we have to give credit to your divisional rivals in rapid fire. So we're going to start off with the Houston Texans. This is probably going to be really hard, uh, but let's talk about the Houston Texans, the positive things about the Houston Texans organization. Rapid fire, great organization. Let's talk the great stuff about the Houston Texans. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a it's an organization that's going through a rebuild, but I think, you know, there's some exciting things. They have a new coach. Um I'm blanking on his name. I can't remember um, off the top of my head. But, you know, Davis Mills, he showed some promise. So he may be kind of a sleeper quarterback for the Texans. And, um, I mean, it, they, they could su- su- surprise some people. But, um, yeah, I mean, they might be two of our <laughs> divisional wins for sure. So that's that's a positive thing as well. All right. A little short and sweet. But now you're going to have some fun now about the Texans, the cons, why – why would a fan want to support a team? It's your rivals. If you have any memories that you would like to spotlight that, you know, you, you, you want to give it to the Tex- the Houston Texans. So now you get the rapid fire, the Houston Texans, some downsides that you want to remind Texans and the organization. Let's go. Rapid fire. Texans, let's put some uh, negativity on the yeah, you you uh I guess you lost you lost uh, JJ Watt who I thought was a uh a great player. You kind of messed that up. You had um Bill O'Brien there who's another coach who's was a disaster and kind of had a feud with JJ Watt there. There's reported they exchanged some words. So, if you're pissing off JJ Watt um and making him walk off the field and practice, that's not a good thing. So, the 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 culture in Houston is probably not the best. It's probably um, as bad, I would say, as the, the Jaguars, uh, you know, was or, or is right now. But, um, yeah, that, that, that's really the, that's really the negatives I see. All right. So no, no stories that you want to uh, remind them. <laughs> no, not really. I, Hey, I try to be, it's tough being a Jags fan. So I try to, I try to go with the positivity. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to talk about the Tennessee Titans. So I don't know how you feel if you like them or don't like them, but you have to say some positive things about the Tennessee Titans. So what is some great positive things about being a Tennessee Titans fan? Ah, it's tough. I'm a Jags fan and they're like our kryptonite, man. But I will say some positive things that they have a great running back. Um, Derrick Henry. I mean, 
probably a hall of future hall of famer. Um, so that there's a lot of great things there. You know, it's just fun to, it's fun to watch him play when he's not playing the Jaguars. And I just, uh, it's hard for me to say that, but, um, yeah, I mean, Derek Henry has got to be the best, you know, uh, piece of that offense. Um, you, you know, I, I, I do like, I think Tanny Hill is a quarterback. You can't sleep on either. I mean, he could run when he gets out of the pocket, he could be dangerous. So, um, yeah, I mean, those are the two, two big positives I see for the Titans. All right. So that's the Tennessee Titans. Now you said they're your kryptonite. So there, there must've been some bad history that they have pissed you off. What are something that you want to let the fans know? Uh, or now it's the cons, the cons of Tennessee Titans. And if you have any memorable stories that you want to let them know that, that has pissed you off, feel free. It's rapid fire. Yeah. It has to be 1999 AFC championship game where they knocked us out. They were, I believe we, we lost to them three times that season and it was just really frustrating. Um, so we, we were probably going to go to the Super Bowl that year. Um, we had an amazing team and then they ruined it for us. So, uh, yeah, that's gotta be my biggest disappointment as a, as a Jags fan, you know, thinking about the Titans. All right. So very, you, 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 you're being very nice, which is okay. You're, 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 <laughs> you're not going hard, but that's okay. Don't worry. But now we got, got to the team, which I believe is the division winner, uh, the Indianapolis Colts saving the best team for last. So let's talk about uh, great things about the Indianapolis Colts. Your minutes starts now. Yeah, for me, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he's just an extra, a really exciting running back to watch. Um, and he has the last name as Fred Taylor and the same number, 28. So uh, I didn't realize that for the longest time. But, um, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, amazing, amazing player. And, um, you know, they have Yannick Ngakwe, too, who I'm a big fan of. So it'll be tough watching him uh, play the Jaguars. All right, short and sweet, short and sweet. Now – Last, but certainly not least, rapid fire uh, cons. Anything that you want to get off your chest that the the team has pissed you off about, or anything about the the Colts that you just do not like? Uh, feel free. Last minute, rapid fire, final segment. Yeah, they they screwed the whole situation up with Andrew Luck pretty badly. Um, I mean, he was going to be a generational talent at quarterback, maybe even a hall of famer. And they messed that up. So uh, the organization is uh, they, they, they've made some mistakes and that was definitely one of them. Um, you know, and, and as the Colts, I mean, they have some history, the owner, I think it was Bob Irsay was trying to bring a, a team to Jacksonville, uh, an expansion team. And, and we just told him to, to turn around and go back where he came from. So um, there's that. And uh, you know, that that's really, that's really all I have to say. And they haven't, they haven't beat us uh, at home since I think it was uh, 2014. All right. Thank you very much uh, for rapid fire. Uh, one thing I will say, um, one thing I will say is that when I did rapid fire, uh, my uh, 49ers guy, he went in really good depth. Uh, going after those uh, NFC West, but everyone, some people are more nicer, some people are a little bit more, you know, uh, strong about their opinions. But while we were doing rapid fire, we had some questions. We have some questions. All right, let's get uh, Rudy's question. Uh, we, we talked about this earlier. He said, "Question: What uh, are you worried? Trent Balky will not get it done, like." He couldn't with the 49ers. He really ruined the wide receiver market, giving the that contract to Christian Kirk. Now it makes Niners have to pay Debo. So I don't know what your thoughts about that. Yeah, uh, Debo um, is probably going to get a huge deal uh, at some point, right? You know, because of because of the Jaguars, so he can thank us. Um, and it's also going to put a lot of pressure on Christian Kirk. He has a lot to prove, just getting all that money. Um, so there's that, but you know, I think, like I said previously, I think the biggest obstacle for Doug Peterson and him being successful in Jacksonville will be Trent Baalke. I don't understand why Shad Khan kept him around. Uh, it, it's, it's just an, I, 
it's an eyebrow razor for me. It's a head scratcher, whatever you want to call it. But I just don't get it. Uh, it may have something to do with some of the stuff that went on with Urban. I'm just going to speculate there. I have no facts or, you know, I'm not an insider. Um, so that, that, that those are kind of my thoughts on it. But yeah, I, I think it'll be the biggest obstacle for Doug Peterson and him being successful or having a long-term uh, tenure uh, in, in Jacksonville. All right. So crazy juice uh, said, who is who in the NFC South has the best kicker? Hmm. That's a, that's a good question. Um, you know, it, 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 it this is going to sound bad. I, I, I know that I really follow the Jacksonville's, kicker um but i'm trying to remember <laughs> it's tough i'm drawing a blank on kickers right now in the afc south <laughs> no worries all right so tommy while we were doing rapid fire rapid fire said i never have anything to say about lambs rams sea fairy seahawks <laughs> and <laughs> the red chicken cowards so all right so tommy got a little bit a little bit strong on his opinions that's nice he says and then Facts, they blew it big time. <laughs> All right, and then Crazy Juice says, to be honest, the Colts are the best team in the AFC South in general. All right, Crazy Juice, thank you for that. Well, what a show. What a really, really great show we had on today. And it, it is always a pleasure having any fans from any team, especially you, Andrew, the Jags Roar podcast. And let everyone Give a round of applause or say, you know, thank you very much in the chat. Let, let's thank our guest, Jags Roar, podcaster, Jags Roar. <laughs> so uh, before we go, just like we always do here on the 49ers Ultimate Report YouTube channel, uh, you have uh, let the fans know one last time who you are, where they can find you. Talk about your YouTube channel. If you have any type of social media, let the fans know who Andrew, the Jags Roar podcast, all this stuff. Here is your two minutes. Feel free to let the fans know one last time who you are. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm Andrew from the Jaguar podcast. And you want to get, you know, great no BS analysis on the Jaguars. Uh, come to my channel. I'm on YouTube. I'm on, uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever uh, you get your podcast. And uh, have, I do live play-by-play -play reactions. I do player analysis news. I actually have a lot of Jaguars players uh, come on the show as well. So, you know, we just had tight end Dan Arnold on the show last week. We had, you know, uh, Jamal Agnew, who is a you know, superstar specialist in the NFL, kick returner, wide receiver. We had him on the show and it's, and it's pretty awesome to just get to talk to the players and, and get their point of view. So um, if you want to, you know, get that great content, uh, come to my channel. Um, you can find me on YouTube, the Jaguar podcast. You can also find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram at Jaguar Podcast, and my website, www.thejaguarpodcast.com. All right. Thank you very much for letting the fans know who you are. And again, while we are all 49er fans on this channel and every uh, fan who, who's watching, I, I think they had a really fun time. They gave you a lot of great questions. They interacted with you. And we got to learn a little bit of the Jaguars. Uh, and this is one of the great things why this all access, because it gives us all access to 32 NFL teams, and one of them is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully in, in the years to come, you guys will be, you know, again, at the top of that division. Uh, continue, you know, hopefully they continue to have some success. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the 2022 season, but I will say as a 49er fan, good luck. Have a good year. Hopefully you guys win more games and are not drafting first overall anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, and Tommy says, thanks for coming. So basically he says, thank you for being on the show. But with that said, everyone, thank you very much for tuning in to my another All Access 32 podcast. Part of my network, it's Gridiron All Day Podcast Network here on the 49ers Ultimate Report YouTube channel. But one last time, this guy right here is John Jay. That guy over here is Andrew, the Jags Roar Podcast. Check him out. Follow him on all the social media platforms. And if you're looking for some information from the Jaguars, this is a good content creator. But with that said, everybody, I'm John Jay. This is the 49ers Ultimate Report. You guys have a good rest of your day. And go Niners. And let's even say, let's go Jaguars. 
Thanks, guys. <laughs> this is great. Thanks for having me on. Let me get that. coming up with the big Quarterbacks be where we on the prowl. Game day night, you could hear it in our ground. Intimidation on to keep their hearts racing. Need other teams live on TV front of the nation. Spectacular defensive scheme. This episode is available on the Jaguar Podcast YouTube channel. So if you stop by, make sure to subscribe and give this video a like. Also, these episodes are available on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and other major podcast distributors as well. So if you don't mind, please leave me a review and some feedback. I'd really appreciate that. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is at Jaguar Podcast. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. This is Andrew signing off. Cheers. Cheers.